Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Gals Chat Podcast. This is your co-host, Amy. And this is your co-host, Laura. In today's episode of the podcast, we're interviewing Linda Viva. Linda is a software engineer from New York, a mom of two, a singer, and founder of Coding Crystals, a shop where she creates jewelry inspired by STEM. So welcome, Linda. We're so glad to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. I love engineering gals, and I'm excited to join the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're like huge fans and we love Coding Crystals and everything else that you do. So I'm really excited to start chatting. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, what's your journey into tech been like and how did you become an engineer? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. So my journey into tech was really untraditional. I initially started out as a philosophy major in college. I thought I would go to law school. And post-college, I worked actually in TV production, so completely different than tech. And I never took a computer science class in college, so I never really came across it. No one around me was in computer science. And I thought I would go to law school. So I studied for my LSATs. I worked in TV production, learned about myself, what I like, what I don't like as well by doing that and came across coding because I had to update a website for one of my bosses at the time and was, you know, I was kind of always getting all these different tasks in media. You're kind of like doing everything and kind of fell in love with that, looked into it, started looking at online courses. And over time, a year later, I was kind of teaching myself online. I started using social media to be able to follow other people in the industry. There weren't that many online at the at the time, but there were like Coder Girl and a few people that really uh, stood out to me, which was really inspiring to me. And I actually dabbled with like still going to law school for a while, ended up, you know, while taking courses, really falling in love and thinking I could do it. And I think that gave me the confidence. I also went to a lot of meetups, which really helped. And at some point, I quit my TV production job, took a loan, went to coding school called the Flatiron School, and then completely switched into web development. So that that was how that journey happened. Um, so uh, it was really, I'm, I'm really happy I did that. It, now it's like five years later. And I'm actually, I just shifted, I work as a web developer, but I just shifted into a new role two months ago uh, called Site Reliability Engineering, um, which is more on the DevOps end. So that's so cool. <laughs> That's such a, a crazy journey where you started and now where you're at. That's so amazing. Do you um, do you do freelance or do you work for corporate? Yeah, so I work for a big media company. I work corporate. I work full time. Um, I was more working on the front end as a JavaScript developer mainly, and then I kind of shifted to do more kind of middleware applications. And I really fell in love with Amazon Web Services like cloud computing mm-hmm. um, two years ago and did a few certifications and started running internal lunch and learns where I work as well. And also sharing that on social media and over time, just really wanted to go into the cloud computing space, which is exactly why I switched into site reliability engineering now. So it's it's awesome that I kind of get to share parts of that on social media. And also, you know, I always say like, when you want to learn something, the best way is to teach it. Mm-hmm. And I do find that social media and especially the community we have on Instagram really helped me because it kind of holds me accountable too. So, um, and the questions that people have are sometimes the same questions I have. And I think it kind of causes that communication, which is great. That's awesome. Look at you. I mean, (laughs) I didn't know that about you, but I mean, yeah, I've been following you for some time and I love the content that that you put up. And I think it's amazing that you actually get to teach um, other people and 
it's like a community where everyone learns learns together. Um, you said you went to was it a coding book yeah the Flatiron School totally yep the Flatiron School um, it's like about a four month in it was in person at the time in person accelerated learning program uh, mostly they covered you know the basic web development and the thing about boot camp is it is what you make of it I think mm-hmm. you know I did a lot of pre work coming into it trying to make the most out of it and I think there are a lot of resources to also make that transition. Without a boot camp, it's very personal as far as the decision on how to learn if you're doing this post-college. But for me, it really worked because it gave me the community I needed and that extra stepping stone for me to put me in that that next place where I felt confident to apply to jobs. And I think everyone could find that path differently and everyone learns differently. And today there's also so many resources online. Um, so it's great. It's exciting to see so many people get into the industry, especially during yeah. you know this, these kind of times where... It's a saving grace for many people that now maybe lost their job and are trying to, you know, find work. So yeah, yeah, it's totally changing. Agree. A lot of that is like changing today. People are changing careers, and I think there's just like you know this beauty to figuring out your path like as you go. You know, same for me. Like I didn't really know I wanted to be an engineer when I first went to college, but eventually, like that's where I realized my natural interests went, you know? And yeah, like just like Laura, I've been following you online for some time. And, you know, I, I noticed that you have coding crystals and I'm just completely in love with all the stuff that you put out, your hair Thank pin. You so like, much. So, <laughs> it's so unique and it, I just so, it's so cute. And so like, when did you start coding crystals and what inspired you to start this company? So Coding Crystals, actually, um, I'll give you the backstory too. So I come from a family of musicians and I'm very artistic. I need that artistic outlet always in my life. And I grew up singing, performing. I'm a wedding singer on the weekends. I was doing it till the, probably till my second child. And then, you know, did less gigs because it was really hard to balance on the weekends. But when I was pregnant, I did take breaks from performing and I needed an artistic outlet. So I started creating jewelry handmade before I had kids, like with my first pregnancy, like before my son was born. And it was kind of like therapeutic to me. And I launched this business actually like three years ago, but it only really took off this year. And the reason was that the first two years I was just doing handmade items and sort of just playing around with things that were really fun, but I kind of didn't invest in it. And when I had the hairpin idea, because I really wanted hairpins that were STEM themed because I noticed a trend, um, I just created it for the store because I wanted them and it sort of took off and became its own thing. So it's funny how sometimes, like, I guess when you do any business, like you have to do a lot of trial and error. And also sometimes you also learn, you learn a lot more throughout that process to figure out, you know, what you actually want the brand to be, what um, others enjoy. And I think for me, I'm very feminine in the sense, like I like to dress a certain way and I didn't see products um, that were, you know, sparkly. I want to say, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I've always been very into bling (laughs) and I just saw all these different words in people's hair at that time a year ago. I launched the pins, I think a year ago. Yeah. A year ago. And kind of really wanted STEM ones and I researched and I didn't find any. So um, I started creating them. They're definitely unique and beautiful. I don't think I've seen other people do similar work or sell similar products. So I think you, you did a great job. They're absolutely beautiful. And I think they like fit everyone. I love seeing pictures of, of people posting them. Thank so you so much. <laughs> it makes my day. I honestly, I think that's what really warms my heart. It's like, I, I really 
do it as something that I really enjoy. And mm-hmm. I love seeing people express their passions, their, you know, their achievements. I think that we are a very expressive generation. And I think whether it be on shirts or whether it be in our hair, we, we we're much more vocal. And I think that's great. And I think it helps bring a message, especially in an age where we're a lot on social media and um, we want to, you know, break those barriers. We want to remove those stigmas. And I think it's important, you know, no matter how you express it, you know, but it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things, just one tool of many to be able to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. So you touched a little bit on that you used to have like um, singing gigs on the weekends before uh, your second child was born. What? Tell us a little more about your your music career and the background that you have. Yeah, so I actually, um, my dad's a singer. My whole family's in music, both sides of my family. So our house is was always very noisy, and that's why probably the coding and the music go really well together because I do both of them at like two a.m. So I think it really <laughs> works the schedule. No, it was always no. lunchtime. <laughs> it was always lunchtime at like two a.m. in my house. So. I grew up, you know, kind of performing since I was like four years old, like with my dad and doing gigs and went into wedding singing a lot during more end of high school, college time. Um, I performed with a lot of bands in New York tri-state area. And uh, it, it was a great, it's a great outlet um, for me. I, I love it. I love making people happy. I love sharing the music and it's great vibes. And it was, it's a different type of thing to do. And I think coding is also very creative. I find a lot of parallels between music and coding. So for me, it actually went hand in hand because I think what we are doing is building, right? Engineering in general, we're building. And with music, you're creating, you could be building, you have many tools to build. So it could be code, it could be some other things, you understand systems, great, but you're building something. And I think that end goal is really that creative part too. And the approach you have to that is creative. And so I find it to be very much like in similar feelings in a way. And I don't know how to maybe word it, but I find parallel feelings with that. Honestly, Linda, like I listen to your singing and, and I'm just like, I get blown away every time because you're so talented and like, (laughs) I'm just like, this girl has everything going. How are you this? Like, you're literally like a badass bitch. (laughs) Like in every aspect. You're like, I'm going to give me a blush over here. (laughs) singer and I'm just like ooh you know I was thinking when you were talking I was just like you know what we should do we should host like an engine because we're gonna be hosting engineering gals meetups like once COVID is over we would love to have you come and sing at the meetup yeah. everyone is gonna show up to watch Linda and listen to yeah. you I am so there I, I'm gonna write a song for you <laughs> there we go we'll have an engineering gal song that'd be so cute honestly That's like so you're cool. so cool like I, I'm like a huge fan girl so i'm like i'm a huge fan of of you all and i'm so thankful for the community you're creating and you're building i think you know i think it really is also a lot of why people feel confident to then do certain things in their careers for me it's definitely been a source of confidence the empowerment we have towards each other just seeing one another and seeing how everyone's accepted and could be different in their own path and have those conversations i think it's crucial in in the long run, because our subconscious and how we talk to ourselves is really important. And it does feed into that. They say your feed kind of, is kind of like your circle of friends in a way, especially during a pandemic when you don't get to see as many people. And it does reflect on how you think. And I think it's really important to make your feed what you want to manifest. Um, 
and inspire each other. You have to be about what you're consuming because you don't want to consume the wrong things. Just like the way if you eat like bad food for your body, like it's it's gonna be bad for you. It's kind of the same thing with social media, what it does to your to your mind. Exactly. Yeah. And kind of normalizing the, you know, the concept of like learning and, and going through these challenges and sharing that and being vocal about that and vulnerable about that is important. You know, it's, it's great that we are able to do that in this community and a lot because of, uh, you know, accounts like engineering gals that allow us to come together and talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I the think beauty of it, like my the- favorite part about it is just like celebrating the diversity that each person brings mm-hmm. like yeah there might be like engineering that we have in common but it's so beautiful how everyone just accepts all their different hobbies or, or topics that we want to share about our personal lives and it somehow just merges into a beautiful just supportive community and it's yeah. super inspiring like I just go on these feeds and just get super inspired and blown away by how many incredible women are on these accounts and you know if I ever need a source of inspiration it's like in the palm of my hand and it's awesome Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like that's like the best part about like I think that's the one thing that we try to focus on too about you know in engineering gals is like it's not that you're just an engineer right it's like you're multifaceted you have all these other things like going for you um, and just like you know all these other women in, in the community and it's kind of like crazy to see that like in the workforce we are you know a minority but now that we have this community. It is like that sense of support where I didn't even expect this, <laughs> to be honest, like literally. So it's like really nice to see that. Absolutely. I plus one that completely. I think it's it's one of those things where I, you know, I knew there were a lot, you know, in some male dominated field. But I think the fact that I see so many people on social media in these career fields, even if it's a different type, you know, it's it really does make you feel like at home in a way, like it makes you feel like accepted regardless of what, you know, whatever path you're on. And it gives you that source of community to be able to also ask and and have like that place where you have a safe space. And I think that's really important in anything. I agree 100%. So you mentioned that you are also a mom of two. I'd love to hear your, you know, experience on that. And do you feel like, you know, how has motherhood enhanced your perspective in your career or how do you balance parenthood and work? Yeah, it's definitely, I always kind of say it's more like phases because mm-hmm. they definitely give me the motivation and the fire and, you know, they're, they're my everything. But at the same time, you know, just the balancing, I feel like that never really happens in the expectation. Sometimes a lot of moms put on themselves, you know, to be, you know, there and always present. I think I do. I personally have done it in phases and it has helped me knowing that. So for example, if I'm working on a very big project at work, I know that I'm going to be disconnected from my family for a larger amount of time, but I'll try to make up for it, you know, by taking breaks and taking a vacation and kind of like balancing it out um, and doing certain things. Like it's quality over quantity a lot of times. And the other thing I always kind of I'm grateful for because I, you know, I, I journal in the morning and like, I'm really grateful for this is that I work in an industry that I can be remote specifically. And it does allow me to, I guess, balance in some way it better. And I think that concept of, you know, tech being something that you could potentially do remote or not every field, but like a lot of times there's many things we can do remote. Um, it is very helpful and it is a privilege. 
Yeah, that makes total sense. Like you're talking about how you balance your time when when you know you have a project coming and then you kind of balance that out for when work is slow and then you being able to work remote. I think that is a huge benefit to I would say like any parent, right? Like yeah, so that's really exactly. that you have that. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think in general like I think I learn a lot through them too. Like they see the world differently and I think it does sometimes force me to get out of work, which is good because I could work all day, every day, every minute of the day. It's something I'm working on to really just like take breaks. It's something I've been working on specifically this year a lot as I reflected through 2020, just about my mental health, my physical health and being able to disconnect and how I'm actually more productive when I disconnect. And I think I actually learned that sometimes through my kids because they force me to disconnect because I have to. And it's very hard. Obviously, I don't sleep. And it's a lot of like, you know, uh, my kids are like under four, you know, one of them is three and a half, one of them's not even two. And they, you know, you can't reason with (laughs) toddlers, but um, it definitely is one of those things that they have such an innocent view of life. And all they want is your attention sometimes. And at that age, it's like kind of nice. You kind of like, even when you're having like a down day and I'm sleepless and all that, it still just puts a smile on my face. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's one of those things that I definitely kind of, as much as I feel like sometimes, oh my gosh, like I can't do as much or there's things I'm forced to say no to, uh, definitely. Cause now boundaries are required for me. Right. And I've learned that the hard way too. Uh, it definitely also in a way is a good thing for me. If, if that sounds if that makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, I'm so happy that you mentioned that because healthy boundaries in your life are, are so important to have nowadays. And especially with the beautiful kids that you have, I think like kids to add to what you're saying, they're like fearless. One of my favorite things about working with uh, kids or like younger generations is that they have that innocence of like, I don't know, they just, it makes you feel like you can achieve anything or it just gives you that hope exactly. of like, seeing them achieve more um and this is actually i get very inspired by by kids and just exactly. that energy that they have is so raw that it like does fuel you and they look at things so differently you know i they i've do. been playing around with a lot of stem toys like i'm all about like getting all these stem toys for my kids some disaster mm-hmm. um <laughs> and there's this toy called osmo and they have to do all these different shapes and you know the things i would logically think as an adult Mm-hmm. it's so interesting when they're not conformed into school, how they think before that. Oh, and it's so wow. fascinating to me to watch how my son who's playing these games right now, cause he's like three and a half. So he's, he's at the age that he could play these kind of like thinking games with like these shapes. It's incredible. They tell you to make a drawing and they let you use your creativity. And it's fascinating to see how he thinks versus how I think. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I didn't think of that. I didn't think out of the box like that. And they're just not conformed to anything society gave them as much yet, you know, and it's awesome. That sounds like so much fun, especially <laughs> having that at home. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely been uh, challenging to balance because now I don't go into the office or anything like that. So, and I think everyone's been dealing with that in some capacity, you know, just putting the boundary between what's work and what's not. It's hard when you do go into the office or when you do go to a certain place and a lot of people are working from home and, doing that is hard, even regardless of kids or not kids. Um, it's it's definitely something we have to cognizantly kind of put that boundary and say no to certain things and maintain our energy because that is limited. 
Very, very limited. So how do you, is that how you disconnect from everything with through like your kids and spending time with family or how do you disconnect from everything and the hobbies outside of engineering and coding crystals? Yeah. So music is a big part of my life. And although I don't share it as much on social media, which I'm hoping to do a little more um, in the future, it's definitely something that's therapeutic to me. It's something I do a lot with my kids. I dance, I sing with my kids all the time. I think, you know, it's important to find that artistic outlet for yourself. The other thing is for me, I definitely have had to make it a priority. So I'm not naturally always able to put those boundaries or I, I was very bad for a very long time with like, just finding that line. And this year I actually started journaling a lot more. So that's been really helpful um, and been really fun. I, I kind of joked I have thorns in my butt. Like I can't sit down, which is really problematic. Like apart when I'm coding, yeah, sure. But like in general, like my mind is always racing and I, the minute I'm not like, I'm like in my desk, I'm like all over the place. Um, so definitely kind of making, I live in New York, which is hustle and bustle and everything around me is constantly like moving. So um, I'm kind of like always having to be cognizant of trying to find those outlets that are also fun, right? They're also things I would do even when I'm tired. And I think dancing, singing, you know, things that are artistic are that therapy for me. And also content creation. I think being a part of the community on social, on Instagram, I think that's also one of my hobbies. And I love teaching. I love mentoring. And that's been really helpful for me too. You know, like when you're mentoring someone, like I mentor uh, girls with code on the organization and it's been also kind of like really fun for me just to have conversations. And I think you see things in a different perspective when you mentor. I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I just think like, it's kind of like a combination of things for me that are, it <laughs> that is, are happy. Yeah, cause it's something um, that and you I, like to do outside of, I guess, like work. And I, I feel like it allows you to, it's a, like an outlet for your, like your feelings or emotions or what makes you feel good. Yeah. And I think conversation, I'm talkative, obviously, a little bit. And for me, conversation and just kind of like brainstorming out loud is intriguing and fun and, you know, makes you think. And I think kind of a mix of that. For sure, I would say the top would be like music. I, that's probably my main mm -hmm. um, hobby or outlet. Mm -hmm. What are yours? <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of uh, the same. I like to keep myself not like busy, but I like to try different things. Like I like to do different activities. I mean, before the pandemic, I'm more into like physical activities. So I would go like rock climbing and like acro yoga and like uh, try all these different like sports, I guess. But something that has always like really helped me relax and clear my mind has been just photography and I guess, content creation. I didn't start like sharing my journey or just sharing photos until like I took it a little more seriously, like when the pandemic happened. But it's something that I like to keep to myself. And it's just like following that process of, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a, a huge outlet for me. I totally. And you know what? I think you, when you keep it to yourself, it's because it's vulnerable. Yeah. I find that with my singing. I tend to <laughs> not post it because of that. Yeah. It's, it feels very personal. Yeah, and it's like it's it's like your thing, you know, like your little yeah, it's like your, yeah. your safe space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, amazing. You, That's awesome. For me, I would say, well, I like to be outdoors a lot and my one of my favorite things to do is go on hikes. 
mm-hmm. you know, just going up a hill or, you know, just the whole journey of finishing the hike is really fun. And then the views, you know, and just like trying new things, but mostly just being in nature. And then aside from that, for me, it's mostly like my huge passion is engineering gals. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. always trying to work on new projects, uh, try to figure out new ways to bring you know, information and resources to the community. So it's always fun. You know, we just hosted this the STEM charity. You know, Linda, you were there. And it's just, it's like really nice to, I think it's really fun to connect with the community. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I wanted to get to know all of you guys so much better than, you know, just seeing you guys online, you know, and it's really nice that we can do this virtually where we don't have to meet up, you know, especially now with COVID and stuff. But it'd be really cool to obviously meet in person. and I can't wait to meet in person. (laughs) I know. know. There's there's so many people I want to meet. I'm like, how did this happen in just a matter of a few months? But it is incredible that we could be socially, even though physically distant, socially together. So Yeah. 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 Yeah, And both of you guys are on the East Coast. So, like, yeah. it'd be really cool to have a meetup on the East Coast, too. Like, we'll That'd be so Coast cool. Coast. I know. Yeah, so, Linda, you're in, you're in New York. I'm right next door in Connecticut. Oh, my so gosh. I love finding Your people that are on the East Coast. <laughs> By the way, the whole world moved to, like, the Burbs and Connecticut. and Yeah, we had, we had like so many people moving from, like, New York <laughs> to, like, Connecticut. <laughs> You're, like, all leaving the city. Um, I know. I, it's so weird, like with Manhattan, it was like ghost town during the pandemic and I've never seen it like that. It's coming back slowly, but it's, you know, it's definitely so many people moved. So it's definitely going to take time. Um, by the way, speaking of fitness, I've been trying Apple Fitness Plus. Have you tried that yet? It is oh. so fun. I I started doing it with my daughter because I couldn't fit in fitness as much into my schedule during this year. Usually I would walk around everywhere in the city because everything's walking here. Like, you know, you just walk, walk, walk. But that's really been something um, that's been fun and kind of very digestible. And you what can kind of stuff they intensity. have? They have, because um, it's like freezing right now in New York. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so they have actually a mix. They have like hit, like yoga, cardio, dance, and they add new classes. But it also connects with, if, if you have like a smartwatch, you could connect with it and sort of um, also be able to share your progress. So it's really fun. I share it with some of my friends and um, it kind of motivates me and I have to fill these, you know, close the circles, which is always kind of fun. So I like those kind of like, I guess, tech gadgets that help us kind of keep track without having to keep track of what we're doing and get motivated to complete it. So yeah, I've been doing it with my daughter actually. It's been really fun. I'm I'm on the the Android side, but that sounds really cool. Yeah, no, they actually have. I think they have the same concept for like other. They have the same concept for a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think look into it. Yeah, it's really fun. I think Peloton kind of does something in a way that's similar to just need the bike. But um, I forgot who else came out with the bike. Probably forgetting right now, but they have a few others that came out. I think a lot of fitness um, technology came out because of the pandemic too. So, right, <laughs> who knows I mean, those things. The the bikes are going for like what two thousand dollars each or, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing uh, Chloe Ting workouts. I don't know if you guys have. Those heard are amazing. Yeah, I love her. She blew up over the pandemic. She did. She's like, all I need is my freaking yoga mat. I don't even need to like, I don't have to go anywhere, you know. And even though gyms are open, you know, everybody has their own comfort level of going. Uh, I haven't gone yet to the gym. So Mm -hmm. instead, I just did the workouts at home. But 
definitely feels good, you know, waking up first thing in the morning, get your work out of the way. I feel like it just energizes me in a whole different way. I need to get it done in the morning. That's that's when I need to work out, and it just sets up my whole You're motivating day. Me. I, I keep doing it at night, so I'm, I might I need to start doing it in the morning. It's probably a better start <laughs> I used to the to day. Be like a, a nighttime um, what, workout person. Yeah, but the, once I switched to the morning, it was just like that me time, that quiet time that I needed for myself in the morning to just get my mind like ready for the day and it was amazing and then after that I started journaling so the combination of both was like wow I just felt so ready for the day and it, it was life-changing it's it is life-changing journaling is the best that's been the one thing I've taken up this year that has been really helpful and also prioritizing my day because I feel like you wake up with like maybe a zillion things that you want to do and then just prioritizing it and taking that moment to like also meditate a bit or breathe and however you know I, my meditation is pretty short these days because I'm not very good at it, but I'm working towards getting better at it. But yeah, journaling has been a great way to also prioritize my day and prioritize my to-do list and just also um, set my, set the tone. But I think working out and journaling is probably like a killer combination. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. For meditation, do you use stuff like, do you use a guided meditation like uh, Headspace? Or yeah. Do you do your own thing? So I, I use Headspace and also, so I do have like, um, I started doing like, these group coaching type zoom classes with some other people it i don't know them but it's part of like a a group and i got to know them through this program but um the coach she kind of like uh works through kind of like the meditation part so i've learned some from her too she does these breathing workshops um so i've been doing that you too breath work? does she do breath yeah. work yeah Oh yeah, my God, I love it. I'm like, okay, yes. so I'm like a, a sucker for like mental wellness and all that stuff. Like I'm obsessed with it. But uh, yeah, I love breath work. That's because I used to be really bad at meditating. I couldn't get my head to, I don't know, in the right place. Uh, like it was always full of thoughts and like just thoughts racing everywhere. But once I like tried breath work, it was the only way that I could kind of clear my mind by focusing on my breath. So that's really cool. I second that completely. I haven't <laughs> tried breath work till this year and it's been life-changing. I'm not very good at it, but I'm definitely working towards it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best, but it, it's, it's so different when it's approach when you start like getting into it, you start realizing, wow, like you could control a lot of your thoughts and mm-hmm. really um, be able to use a tool set that you understand about yourself to make yourself, you know, productive or calm or get out of something that you're thinking about. And it really is an incredible tool when you learn your own body and you learn uh, how to kind of um, breathe, which is like the thing we do till, you know, from the day we're born till, till that, you know, not sound morbid, but till the end. And it's really the yeah. skill we don't actually work on. Right. I know. So <laughs> totally. a lot of times yeah. so it's nice that there's so much um, talk too about it too. Mm-hmm. Right. I totally yeah. agree. I love it. Definitely life change <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, so another question that I had was, uh, what are some projects that you have going on with Coding Crystals? Do you like actively work on it? Or is it when you get the inspiration for your creative side and you get a creative idea? Do you have any like specific goals um, or a vision for Coding Crystals? Yeah. So I have a lot of plans for 2021. I definitely, because I balance it with my full-time job, I've been, I do things a little sp- more slowly than of course I would want to, but that's everything, you know, that's how we all are. (laughs) There's all these things that I want to fix and do and launch, but I do have a lot of things that are already that I have ready to launch that I will launch in 2021. So I'm super excited for that. 
more like earrings and chokers um, that have words on them as well. And I'm excited to release those. And yeah, I kind of want to also read the community and see what people want to see as well. And I think really it's about empowering each other. And I really also enjoy, um, I think it's it's like there's a there's a community built from it and also like a messaging from it. So um, I kind of like also always leave that opening to be able to be flexible with it. So yeah, I kind of do everything, including the packaging and whatnot from my apartment. So it's definitely um, something I have to balance and I'm learning the best way to do that. I try my best to kind of figure out when I could work on that and when I could work on my my full-time job. Um, for example, this week is obviously slower, so it, it allows me to do more for coding crystals um, and kind of mm-hmm. set the schedule for the coming year. So yeah, I'm super excited for 2021. That's, oh, so, that's cool. so exciting. Really I love to hear that. I know. <laughs> I was just going to ask, um, do you have any advice that you would give to women or girls looking into, you know, starting their own side hustle or going getting into engineering? Yeah. So I think for For engineering um, and getting into engineering specifically, I could speak to more like coding or or web development or stuff like that. Um, I really think start by trying to do small things that have a goal. For example, um, I think having a project that you want to build and you don't know how to do it, it's it's a great kind of goal to have to be able to start figuring out how to do that. But if you're too overwhelmed to start anything and you have this idea that you want to build or you don't have an idea and you're trying to be inspired by an idea, because I think really it's all about doing, it's all about starting, it's all about just like trying to figure it out. But the best way for me that helped me feel confident to start anything was actually meetups, which now would probably be more online, which there are many of them. And also like kind of using all these mini courses, like there's all these mini sites, you know, mini tasks that allow you to get into it. But I, but I really think, and also networking with the community, I think just seeing other people talk about different things, listening to a lot of different meetups and and lives. And, you know, there's so many that are free. Um, I do think that definitely the way to start is always just by like doing your first sentence of code and doing those like mini courses on code Academy or a treehouse, you know, and it really does help you kind of gain that confidence, but having that some sort of project goal that you don't have to stress yourself over doing, but like that exists because I think the main thing is to build something. And when you have that motivation to build something, you will more easily learn the tools to do it right? Because you kind of like you're motivated for that end goal. So kind of like figuring out that end goal, which might be a little more R&D. Um, it, it's kind of a mix of everything. For me, it was definitely the meetups and just starting those little tasks and just starting to do like one of those simple things. You could Google, you know, first time projects and there's so many tutorials and kind of figuring out your best way that you like to learn. Mm-hmm. And as yeah, far as business, like, yeah, exactly. And, and as far as coding crystals or like, you know, business or entrepreneurship, I think knowing that your failures, because like for the first two years, it really didn't work. Like there was nothing really going on there. Like here and there, there were sales, but it was like, I was, I had it as handmade. I didn't figure it out. I was doing it as an outlet for myself. Um, and I felt my purpose for it really, like my branding came about more this year. And I think kind of giving yourself that time. And if you believe in something, not giving up on it and also taking those failures as lessons is really important in, in anything entrepreneurial. Um, so that's definitely the advice I would give, like not to, you know, failure, failure is part of the success process and you need to kind of do a lot of trial and error, uh, to figure out what works. 
Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I feel like that's um, sometimes people don't understand that, that you actually have to give it a shot in order for things to work out. And like, it's not going to happen right away. And it's okay if it like, quote unquote, fails, because you will learn something from it. But at least totally. you can started. Even, yeah, you can even talk about like social media and, and say that, right? Like, I think yeah. like, we, we try to find our voice in social media, a lot of people start their accounts, they get nervous. It's, it's hard to create that content. It's hard to to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. And I think um, even figuring out your voice sometimes, and that right. might change too, and you might grow and going through that journey and being comfortable with that. It's definitely um, also, you're gonna feel like maybe you're failing, like, you know, and, and you learn, it's not really failure, but in your head, it might feel like it. Um, and you kind of like continue doing it because you acknowledge that that's part of the process and it's not something that's actually an impediment. It's actually great because if you're failing, you're going to succeed at some point um, by doing, by continuing to persevere and go through it. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. Yeah. Cause for 2021, you know, I didn't give myself, like I didn't write out resolutions in the same way as far as the future, but I've shifted into more of the cloud computing. And so for me, it's definitely sharing that journey into my new role and sharing a lot of, um, lessons, both for career, uh, for, you know, just shifting a lot of people are transitioning careers. So kind of giving a lot of people tools for that, being able to share a lot of the cloud computing related things I learn as well, like kind of sharing my journey, uh, through that and, um, being able to also help people get certified. I think that's something that I really have enjoyed doing. Um, and just, you know, giving back to the community and also being a part of the community and, uh, I That's think so cool. uh, you have to be inspired to inspire kind of thing. And um, yeah. it, it definitely, uh, definitely something I'm going to continue doing as far as content creation, the store. Um, yeah. And just looking forward to growing, learning and all, uh, you know, kind of doing that together. I love that. Um, you I mentioned that certifications. Too. That made me so happy. <laughs> what kind of certifications do you do? Oh, yeah. So um, I uh, really focused on AWS certifications, Amazon Web Services. Um, For me, that has been, yeah. But there's many, you know, you could do Google, Amazon, Azure. I think with cloud computing in general, um, it's just become, it's becoming increasingly, especially like for us working remote, like the reason we're all able to work remote for many of us, right? Like many of us are working remote is because of what the advancement of cloud computing and the technology there, it's, you know, it's beyond, it's like an infrastructure. And I think there's going to, there are going to be so many roles born out of the cloud, just understanding what's there. It's, it's like its own planet. And, um, you know, always kind of being a student, I think putting the student cap on is really important. So for me, like getting certified has been a way for me to give myself goals in cloud computing. Um, I think it's really great for anybody, uh, either in like the web development end or, you know, sysops, I think there's, there's different niches. You could be in security and do a security certification cloud computing. So there's ones from Google, there's ones from Amazon, there's ones from Microsoft, there's many others. Um, So for me, it's been mostly Amazon web services that I've been focusing on and helping others as well, both internally at my work, um, externally, uh, I've been doing here and there lessons. I kind of try to mix it up as well, because I know not everybody's interested in AWS, but definitely it's something I'm passionate about. I'm also in the AWS community program. It's like a program via Amazon. You apply in the beginning of the year and um, pretty much it's a community of people passionate about building on AWS and kind of 
being able to share resources with each other and also share it with the community at large. That's amazing. I love that. So if anybody wants to get certified, you know who to hit up, Linda. (laughs) Yeah. And I have a lot of resources to share. So definitely hit me up at Linda Viva if you would like to get into AWS, cloud computing, or don't know where to start even, or you know, want resources to study for a specific one. Perfect. That's so so is that where everyone can connect with you online? Just at Linda, Linda Viva? Linda Viva, yeah. And I do also have an AWS Slack channel. It's in my Instagram bio link. There is a Slack channel for people looking to really niche into the cloud computing. I do have a Slack channel that we just here and there share also a lot of resources we come across. Oh my God, that's awesome. So this has been amazing chatting with you, um, learning about all the amazing things that you do. You know, you're a mom of two, you're a singer, you've been running Coding Crystals and it's grown into this massive community. It's like a wave. You've started a wave. (laughs) And it's just really amazing to hear you talk about, you know, what inspires you and just to learn more about you. So thanks for joining us. And I can't wait to see you in person. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. Thank you for all you do for the community. I thought it was so inspiring, the STEM charity that you did. Not only are you bringing the community together, but you're giving back. Um, And really, I'm excited to see all you do. I'm excited to be, you know, uh, supporting that too. And thank you for having me on here. And yeah, cheers to 2021. Um, and all in good health. May we, you know, go together, learn together and connect together on engineering gals. Thank you so much, Linda. That's, it has been an amazing episode. I love chatting with you. Um, before we close up the episode, can you just, uh, mention again where uh, they can find you, the name of uh, your Instagram. And of course, we've talked about coding crystals, but uh, is Instagram the best way to reach you? Yeah, so Instagram is the best way to reach me. Uh, my username is at Linda Viva. I do have also the shop at Coding Crystals. And yeah, uh, feel free to email me via via that. Uh, it's lindaviva at gmail.com or DM me on there. Uh, that's really where I'm most active. So definitely uh, hit me up if you have any questions. Thank you so much again. It has been an amazing episode and I'm so happy that we connected. So excited to connect here with you and have a wonderful rest of the week and new year. You too. You Thank too. you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.